Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorinda Wilson podcast. I'm Dorinda, wife to one and mom to eight, Nana to nine and 27 year veteran homeschooling mom. I'm also the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple mercifully short book on homeschooling, Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, a devotional that I wrote specifically for homeschool moms and the four-hour school day, how you and your kids can thrive in the homeschool life. And if you enjoyed the Unhurried Homeschooler, you will love the four-hour school day as well. It's like an expanded version of the Unhurried Homeschooler. You can find all three of those books at amazon.com. You can find them at my website, dorindawilson.com, or you can find the four-hour school day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the places that I mentioned. I'm also doing a bit of an experiment. I have been doing YouTube videos. Um, I only have a few up so far, and I'm just doing them as I can. So it's one of those things where it's like, I'm going to try it out and see how it goes. And so I just get on there and talk about a lot of different things, um, share my heart. It's just another place for me to share some of the things that the Lord lays on my heart. So I hope you'll go check that out. I will leave a link in the show notes for that. Well, like most homeschooling moms, math was sort of an ongoing struggle in terms of deciding like what math curriculum are we going to use? Is this working for my kid? Um, But I will say that... um, I have recently been introduced to a math program that I absolutely love. And if you're uh, looking for a new math program, um, a new math curriculum, I would encourage you to uh, check out CTC Math. CTC Math specializes in providing online video tutorials that take a multi-sensory approach to learning, which we all know is important. Creative graphics and animations synchronized with the friendly voice of internationally acclaimed teacher Pat Murray makes learning math easy and effective. Favorably viewed um, and Kathy Duffy's 103 top picks and the Old Schoolhouse Crew Review. The lessons are short and concise to help your child break down concepts and appreciate math in a whole new way. Visit ctcmath.com today and start your free trial. I love those free trials because they really give you a good idea of whether or not that program is going to work for you. So I'll leave a link in the show notes. That is ctcmath.com. Well, it has been 27 years since I embarked on this homeschool journey. If you count from kindergarten on, I always feel like homeschooling sort of starts from day one. Kids are always learning. We're always teaching our kids from the day they're born. So in that case, it would be more like, let me do the math, 32 years of homeschooling. So anyway, long time, been doing this a while. And because we had eight kids, I am still homeschooling the last one. He was recently diagnosed with autism and has been um, just having some real struggles. And so we've had to take a break from schoolwork and we are focusing on some health issues. And then we're going to go back to schoolwork again um, to finish out his his high school years. And I don't know when that's going to happen or how long that's going to take. So I could be doing this for another couple of years easily. The point is, I wanted to share with you three things that I've learned that I think every homeschooling mom should know, regardless of where you are 
on this journey. And so there are three main points and I'm going to expound on each of those points because um, I just think they're important to keep in the forefront of our mind. They may sound like new ideas to you, but I know as you walk out your homeschooling journey, you will see exactly what I mean as, as your journey unfolds. But let's start with number one. Our two biggest enemies are comparison and distraction. So we can be humming along beautifully in our homeschooling rhythm when out of the blue, comparison strikes. It feels like a night raid. All of a sudden, we're just thrown off our game. A few things are as debilitating as seeing another mom who is amazing at something that we're not good at or worse, had never even thought of doing. Do you hate it when that happens? But I can tell you this, comparisons are futile. I think you should maybe make that your mantra and maybe say it every single day. Maybe we need to look at ourselves in the mirror every day and say comparisons are futile because moms, they are. They never lead any place good. And most of all, they can absolutely suck the life out of the uniquely beautiful things that God is doing in our own family. So it's so important for us to remember this. Comparisons are futile and they're also a distraction. So we need to be careful not to let ourselves go down that rabbit hole. Um, It's not that we can't learn from other moms. You know, sometimes um, we can try something out. You know, we see a mom doing something, we think that might actually be a good fit for our family. So we give it a try. Um, And maybe it is, maybe it isn't, maybe it is for a season. But I think my that's not the same as compare as comparisons where you're looking at another mom and you're just like, I stink. I suck at this, you know, <laughs> and it happens so quickly, happens so quickly. And, you know, over the years, I've had those same thoughts go through my head and I've had the opportunity to watch those families who did things differently Um. And the funny thing is, all of our kids turned out just fine. It was just, it was like, you can't compare apples with oranges. They're not the same thing. And so we've got to understand that our families are unique. There are some things we might have in common with other families, but we're not going to have every single thing in common. We shouldn't because we're not cookie cutter. We're not all the same. God never intended that. God is a very unique and creative God, and he's given our families very unique and creative homeschooling journeys that we're walking out. So be careful not to get sucked into that. God has made us for our kids and our kids for us. It is a very um, customized, unique design and an intentional one that God put us with our kids and our kids with us. We know them better and love them more than anyone. And so, you know, I always say, you know, if God's going to talk to anyone about what our kids need, it's probably going to be us like 90% of the time. Obviously, again, we can learn from other people. Other people, you know, might have you know, might be able to put some input in that's valuable. But at the end of the day, we have to make that decision and we are responsible for that decision. So when God gives us a plan and it's even mostly working, it doesn't have to be perfect. No homeschooling plan is perfect. 
Rejoice, be content, be thankful, and don't be looking for trouble by engaging in the comparison game. You know, um, for many of us, uh, for many of our uh, family's early homeschooling years, uh, there was no internet, cell phones, or social media. But I can tell you that both comparisons and distractions were still a temptation, but nothing compared to now. So we have to be ruthless when it comes to both. We need to put that phone on silent. We need to commit ourselves to engage with our kids. Watch the wonder in their eyes as they ride on the merry-go-round and chase frogs and learn to read. Make hot chocolate and sit in their blankets, their blanket forts with them. Read a book. Read out loud. Read with them. Ask them lots of questions about things they're interested in. Be in the moment. All right, so number one, our two biggest enemies are comparison and distraction. And number two, education often doesn't look like what most people think it does. We have a pretty narrow view of what education actually is, um, especially in our culture. Um, these are the things that can really trip us up when it comes to education and that in the big scheme of things end up being no big deal, okay? So I've got a list of these things. Are you ready? It doesn't matter if you finish the curriculum by the end of the year. I could probably count on one hand the number of curriculums we actually finished in the school year. And you know what? It didn't matter. I always looked at it like we're just continuing to make progress, we're not looking for perfection. We're looking for progress. Are we still moving forward? Are my kids still moving forward? Yes, they are. That was a great gauge and a great thing to be thinking about. Next, it doesn't matter if they're reading by age five, six, seven, or even eight. Each child has a different timetable for learning, but typically they all get where they need to be eventually, and stressing about it does not speed up the process. Now, I realize that there are kids with learning issues and, um, you know, dyslexia and things like that, and I know that um, learning that earlier on is can be helpful, but I think my point here is let's not look at their ages as the gauge of how well they should be reading. Let's just look at that that idea that are they making progress? And you as a mom know, like your gut feeling, whether your child is truly having issues or not. It's it's worth checking into if you think they are. But at age five or six or seven, I truly would not be overly concerned about it. Our youngest was, I think, four. Our youngest reader was around between four and five. And our oldest, that learned to read well. Um, when I'm talking about, you know, like they're learning to read and they're reading somewhat well, okay? One was between four and five years old. The other was nine. He is my most avid reader today. It did not impact his life in any way, shape, or form that he was reading later. I made accommodations for it along the way, and um, and eventually he just took off. Again, each 
child has a different timetable for learning, but typically they all get where they need to be eventually. And like I said, stressing about it does not speed up the process. It's not helpful. Next, overloading our kids with information doesn't make them smarter. It overwhelms them and eventually teaches them to hate learning. So we have to be careful. Um, Our culture looks at learning as information in and information out as though our children are robots or computers. They absolutely are not. That whole idea is stems from the industrial revolution and just this whole mechanized way of doing things that supposedly brought more efficiency, but it isn't true when it comes to human beings. And so we need to be careful that now we're not trying to input more information than they can handle. Um, We want them to love learning, not hate it. Next, character really is more important than curriculum. I heard that a lot while the kids were growing up and I wasn't sure exactly what that meant, but I kept it in the forefront of my mind and it helped me make that decision sometimes on the spot as to whether I was going to pursue the book work or whether I was going to handle the character issue. And I would always choose the character issue because it's their character that makes the difference far more often than their knowledge or skill. And their character also helps them acquire the knowledge and skills that they need. Character is fundamental. Next, if you think kids are only learning when, they're, when the books are open, you could not possibly be more wrong. Kids are curious by nature and have the instinct to learn. Our job is not to burn them out by insisting that they always conform to our quote-unquote adult version of education. Learning can be hard work, but mostly it should be fun and enjoyable and wetting their appetites for more, especially in the early years. Next, the need for our kids to not be overcommitted or overscheduled cannot be overstated. Kids need to have time to be kids. Of course, we're teaching them responsibility. We're shouldering them with a little more and a little more and a little more all the time. But they do need time to be kids. They need playtime. And this is much of what prepares them for higher learning. All right, kids are often smarter than we are. It's true. We get caught up in checking off the infamous list while our kids are drawn to the things that they really want to learn about. When that happens, real learning is alive and well, and we simply just need to get out of the way. Although our kids attending college can be an earmark of success, it it doesn't define the success of our homeschool career. I'm going to say that again. Although our kids attending college can be an earmark of success, it does not define the success of our homeschool career. What defines success is actually pretty broad and diverse. I can also tell you that hardworking problem solvers with people skills are a dying breed and in huge demand in the job market. So if you just taught your kids to work hard, to be problem solvers, have that strong work ethic, you know, have some people skills, they are going to have a job and it's probably going to be a good paying job because the job market 
is finding that demand growing more and more and more. I saw this demand 10 years ago and it has just grown exponentially. So, you know, again, what defines success is actually pretty broad and diverse. You know, we want our kids to be functioning, productive adults. And again, that can be very broad and diverse as to what they're doing. We have a son who is a software engineer for Amazon. We have a son who is a plumber, and he learned that through apprenticeship. He did not go to school for that, although he is currently taking some classes so that he can get his plumber's license. Um, We have another one who does a combination of podcast editing Um, for several clients, but then he also does remodeling and he does this uh, business with his brother, who is the software engineer. The brother um, purchases the project and together they come up with a plan and a budget. And then the, the one son does most of the work and the one who is the software engineer jumps in whenever he can, whenever he can take some time off to help. Um, but they work on it t- together in terms of planning and budgeting and all that. But again, the 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 other son pulls it all off. And whatever he doesn't know, he learns. Um, these boys are like geniuses at pulling up YouTube videos and figuring how, figuring out how to do things that they've never done before. And he he's continually run into problems that he's never faced before and he problem solves his way through them. And so I'm telling you, success is a broad and diverse definition when it comes to, um, you know, what our kids are doing and and what that looks like in terms of our homeschooling career and our kids' homeschooling um, career and experience. All right. This is an important one, moms. Uh, Your inadequacies as a mom are not as big of a deal as you might think. I'm going to read that again. Your inadequacies as a mom, and we all have them, are not as big of a deal as you might think. We moms, all of us, we tend to focus on what we can't do instead of all that we do have our kids uh, to offer our kids. Okay, We, we may not be good at math, but we are good at other things. Or maybe we are good at math, but we're not good at other things. So I stink at math, but I'm pretty good at encouraging my kids. And like you, I would move heaven and earth to make sure that they have whatever they need to keep moving forward in their education um, or in other areas for that matter. So again, those obstacles aren't as big of a deal as you think. Um, I feel like the enemy loves to put a magnifying glass on him because that's what he is. He is called the accuser of the brethren. So when you hear those accusing voices, you need to kick those to the curb. I'm just telling you, just kick them to the curb because again, it's somewhat of a comparison and a distraction, our two biggest enemies, okay? So do not give in to it. As believing moms, we have the God of the universe, the one who created our children and us and brought us together intentionally. And he promises to give us wisdom. Read James 1. He said he would never leave us. He would never forsake us. And our inadequacies are of no consequence to him. Let me say that again. Our inadequacies are not an obstacle to God. So we do not need to focus on those. That doesn't mean we don't try to improve. We don't try to, you know, you know, 
better ourselves and better our skills, of course, we, we want to do that mainly because it sets a great example to our kids of, being a, of what being a lifelong learner looks like. But again, we do not need to focus on our inadequacies. It's, it's, it's pointless. It doesn't lead any place good. All right, so number one, our two biggest enemies are comparison distraction. Number two, education often doesn't look like what most people think it does. And number three, moms, you ready for this? You got to learn to be thick-skinned, okay? You got to be tough. And, and here's what I mean by that. People are rude. Sometimes they're rude, and then sometimes it's amazing. You can get a whole, uh, you know, have several experiences in a row where people are rude, they say things to homeschoolers that they would never say to the parents or kids in a traditional school. And sometimes it feels like we are walking around with a target on our backs for rude, cutting, heartless comments and questions. The worst part is that it often happens in front of our kids. So we have to make a choice. We can show our kids that we are not sure about our decision to homeschool or that what other people think determines our steps, we can, we can model that to them. Or we can respond which, with as much grace and humor as we can while holding a firm and positive position on our decision. The longer we homeschool, the easier this becomes because we begin to see the undeniable good fruit in our kids that makes other people's opinions matter less and less. Mom's homeschooling is not for the faint-hearted. Becoming more confident is a process. It begins by learning to embrace the fact that each of our journeys is unique and remembering that homeschooling isn't about doing everything right, quote unquote. It's about enjoying your kids while raising lifelong learners through the freedom that homeschooling has to offer. There's freedom in homeschooling. And I think that's always my prayer for moms is that as they listen to the podcast and read my books, that they would gain a deeper and broader understanding of the freedom that is theirs in homeschooling. So I encourage you right now, if you feel yourself in a, just a very tight place, I would encourage you to really pray and ask the Lord for wisdom. I believe he wants to put our feet, as it says in the Psalms, in a broad place where we're not feeling suffocated, we're not feeling claustrophobic, when it comes to our homeschooling, but we're actually experiencing the freedom and the margin and the joy that I believe that God has intended for us in our homeschooling journey. I'm not saying there aren't obstacles to overcome, struggles to, um, to deal with, but God walks with us through them. And I think that he leads us to a place of grace with each struggle and a place of freedom with each struggle. So I hope that you'll, uh, if you are feeling that way, that you will spend some time praying and asking the Lord for wisdom and maybe how to simplify 
your approach to homeschooling. And again, I would highly recommend reading The Unhurried Homeschooler and The 4-Hour School Day to help you do that. Um, I also love Homeschooling Magazine. Um, That's a magazine that I write for. And uh, it's one of those magazines that's very high quality and the content is just timeless. Um, The whole heart of homeschooling today is very much my heart uh, towards homeschooling. That simple, relational, putting family first where um, school doesn't revolve or home life and family doesn't revolve around school, but school revolves around home life and family. So I hope you'll check that out. I'll leave a link in the show notes. Um, I hope you found encouragement today. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness to us. Thank you for the freedom that we actually have in homeschooling, Lord. I just pray over each mom listening that you would release them from any bondages, from any um, just slavery to things that are not of you. I ask that you would set them free and you would help them to be able to walk out this journey with joy, um, seeing your pre- knowing your presence and seeing your hand at work. Lord, it's such a joy to be able to see our kids learning um, in ways that are just so organic and natural. And I pray that you give us wisdom in walking with them through that. In Jesus' name, amen. <music> 